we travel through life and we have those challenging times. And you might be in the midst of one right now yourself. Something that is going on in your life that has a way of affecting you and distracting you, zapping your energy, and just draining, just draining you. As I look around and I see you, I look into your eyes and I know many of you, I know your stories. You might not open up to the whole congregation, but you're carrying, you're, you're carrying heavy burdens within you. We, you and I, we come into the house of the Lord because we know that when we're in His house, when we bow our heads, when we seek Him, we will find Him. We know that when we knock, the door will be open. As I said, when we seek Him, we'll find Him. When we bow our head in prayer, we feel that special sense of connection. Last week, I was, I was moved by one of the ladies that opened up and told me how much worshiping here truly meant to her. That she was looking forward to the evening service with great anticipation. She started checking her watch at 4.30 because she wanted to come back into the house of the Lord and, and touch that touch that she has when she's here. Knowing that God Himself is present. We are not just the only ones here. That Holy Spirit is here with us. For we have asked Him to be. Our Savior, our Savior is a jealous God. He wants us to have no more idols, no other gods but Him. And so many times when we turn on the TV, especially I am thinking of awards that you know, those in the uh, entertainment world have. And I see all the glitter and the jewels, and I, I read how someone has a multi-million dollar ring and uh, jewelry that's uh, worth just the jewelry millions of dollars. And I'm thinking, and I'm not judging them, but I'm thinking that there is a God that is a jealous God, a God that does not want to be pushed aside for the media or for jewelry or for anything else. We have a God that wants us to focus on Him so that we can give our witness, so that others can see in our lives that there's something more important than artificial things. Something other than the latest automobile, or, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Until we make it our God. For we only have one God. And it's great that we have pleasures. 
pleasures in our vehicles, in our boats, in our houses. This is wonderful. We work hard and we believe in being rewarded, but we know that there is only one God. Only one. And these gifts that we receive, ultimately, some form or fashion, came from God himself. The million dollar ring. Some way or another, they were blessed by, by a benevolent God. God is present to each and every person, regardless of race, creed, or color, regardless of what continent they live in, regardless. There is no one that is excluded from the love of Jesus Christ. No one is. In the book of Matthew, the 12th verse of the 9th chapter, this is in red letters, so we know it's coming from Jesus Christ himself. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but I have come to call the sinners. Each and every person here meets that, that description. For we're all sinners. And in some way or another, there are those times that we're also sick because we have turned away from God. I remember those days. I remember those days that God was in my life, but He wasn't really a big part of it. Yeah, I was a Christian, but He was back over here while I was of the world, while I was trying to make enough money to have the house and the cars, etc., etc., when that was an obsession with me. But you know, He was always there. And no matter what stupid thing I did or said, he was there. And I could feel it when I'd go to church, like I mentioned earlier, when I'd go to church, there would be something special about the Spirit of the Lord and knowing that I was in his presence. And then the, the trials I had didn't seem to be over overwhelming I try not to talk a lot about myself because I know this is about all of us but just an example all this week I've been running high blood pressure I always look forward to this morning I tell people this is my day this is the greatest day of the week when I talk to individuals this is the day because I get to come into the house of the Lord. And all week long, my blood pressure was up. But this morning, it was normal. And I haven't seen normal in days, maybe weeks because it's been elevated to some extent. But I was coming into the house 
of the Lord to be with you. And it is special. That feeling that we get when we get close to the Lord is very special. And it is something that I could never describe if I was asked to write a paper on it or something. I could just say it was special. It's comforting. It's peaceful. I know that He does hear me. And I do know that when I come into His house, and I know I go into His presence all the time as I'm praying at home, but coming into the house of the Lord this morning, my blood pressure was normal. He's an awesome God that we have. An awesome God, a healing God. He knows what we need before we even ask. He already knows. He already knows what we need. And Jesus came to heal. There's a lot of ways to be healed. There's ways to be healed financially. There's relationships. There's a lot of ways. You know, when there's a drought going on for three years, we need some healing. But we also need that spiritual healing because we have drifted and we have wandered away for what this world has offered us. It seems like it is so exciting and, and we get so distracted by the world. By the world. But our Lord and Savior, He came for each and every one of us. There's nothing you're doing, nothing I've ever done that surprised Him. There's no use in trying to hide it in prayers. Whatever is your greatest regret, carry it to Him. He's not going to run away from you. He's not going to hide from you. He's going to be there. And matter of fact, once you do that, you're going to be closer to the Lord than ever. For you have shared what is deep inside, what is weighting you down, your greatest regrets. You have shared it with Him, and you feel that release, that tension, that overwhelming weight that has been on your shoulder maybe for years. You've gone to Him with it. And it didn't surprise him. He was there. He was there. John, the th- chapter 3. And I'm not going to read 3.16. That is the most memorized verse in the Bible. But I'm going to go to the 17th verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Your faith in Him is what gives you that green light into eternity with the Lord Himself. It is a straight path to God. He has come to save us and every Christian Everyone that is a believer in Jesus Christ will be saved. And you're like me. We've been to a lot of funerals. And it's good to know, it is so good to know that those you love 
are in heaven and will never experience pain or suffering again. A buddy of mine passed away and his funeral was yesterday, Buddy Hampton. We played football together for six years and every year in the locker room they had the names when we went in the first time arranged alphabetically so our lockers were always close through junior high and high school. And we stayed in touch through college and after college. But he's had a rough several years. A guy that was so active, so involved, quite an athlete, went to Tech on a baseball scholarship, set records as a pitcher, very athletic, and yet these last few years he's been confined to a wheelchair. It didn't break him. It didn't break him emotionally. But it was an adjustment, a tough one. But now buddies, buddies where there's no wheelchairs, no walkers, no oxygen, no, you know, no nothing that hinders your, your movement around heaven. It's where you and I are longing to go, but we really don't want to pass today. We don't want that green light today, but we want to spend eternity in heaven with our loved ones. I can't wait to see these people such as my parents, my brother, those that have meant so much to me in my life. I can't wait to see them once again. In John, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verses, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. There's another place in the Bible that describes the gate as being narrow. Only a few will enter. But all of his children will enter that gate. It may be narrow. And there will be millions upon millions. There are billions of Christians today. But there's only one way to get through that gate. And that is Jesus Christ. That's the only way. And you have friends. You have loved ones. Maybe family members. Maybe they're not believers. And maybe you're the one that is to take the message of Jesus Christ to them. In your own personal unique way. Maybe it's over dinner and they want to know why you had a prayer before you ate. Maybe they want to know why when you went to a family reunion you got up early and on Sunday and went to church. It's your way of ministering. But think of the consequences of your loved ones that do not. Just like the Word says, only those that believe in Him. Only those. And those that you love... 
you have the opportunity of touching somebody's life, not for an hour, not for a day, but for eternity. When I was carried from my house to the hospital, I was thankful for the medical crew, those that came out to the house, those that took care of me that day. But with Jesus Christ, it's not just one day. It's not just one hour. You're so thankful for the pilots that fly you to wherever you need to get in an emergency. But with Jesus Christ, the healing is forever and ever and ever. That's what you offer. That's what you have to, as a gift to someone else is introducing them to Jesus Christ and they too can find that gate. They too can go into heaven. They too can be with you and they will be thanking you forever. Thank you for introducing me to Jesus Christ. In Romans, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse, you see at just the right time, when we will still, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That'd be me. He died for me. He took that burden on himself. Just the right time, he died for the ungodly. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say, well, once you clean up your act, once you start reading a chapter of the Bible every day, once you start going to Sunday school every Sunday, once um, you start giving your tithe, then I'll offer you this salvation. For he died for us while we were still sinners. No conditions other than to love him. 1 Timothy, the first chapter, 15th verse. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus, my display is an immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. There are those evangelists to this day that risk their life to tell people about Jesus Christ. I was told of someone just this last week that w- was trying to get their passport 
to a part of the world that has an intolerable, intolerable feeling about all Christians. The country they're going to, there, there are a lot of Christians that have been killed, and it's still a very unsafe place. But this person was going there. Going to those that were ungodly, going to those that did not know Jesus, because that was his calling to share the word with as many as they possibly could and also offer those individuals a salvation for eternity. They know the risk, but it's worth it. You and I don't have that risk. And yet, so many times we pass an opportunity, an opportunity to offer someone salvation. Not through us. Not through us at all. We're blessed to be the messengers. The eyes, the ears, the legs, the arms for Jesus Christ. We are blessed. Dear Heavenly Father, we do come to you asking that our eyes might be opened, that we will see the opportunities to witness for you, that when there is that opportunity, we present the greatest gift of all, and that is your love. We share that. We let them know about you and your unconditional love. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. Take the blinders off so that we can see. We can see those that are in need of salvation, in need of Jesus Christ. For we pray this in your holy name, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.